you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy Hellman. hi everyone as you heard on my last episode you know that in a few weeks i'll be banking lots of episodes because unlike with my other pregnancies i plan on taking a generous maternity leave Last time I had babies, which was a decade ago, I um, had babies and got right back to work because I had a smaller staff. I was, um, you know, struggling to get by. We had lots of medical bills with each baby, even though we had great insurance. And there were just lots of obstacles that made it so that I really needed to get right back to work. And I had my two babies in such close proximity that we already had a nanny from the first baby. So everything was just kind of built in and ready to roll. And while I took a little more time with the second one, because I thought that that might be the last one and I wanted to savor the moments, it was really hard to savor the moments when you're struggling to get by. Well, a decade later, we're in a little bit of a different situation financially, thankfully. And also, um, I don't think I want a nanny. You know, in Brooklyn and in the city in general, it was a great thing to do because there's less daycares. There's really not a lot of options. And we were working really crazy hours, my husband and I. So it was nice to have someone flexible who could also help to clean up after the baby, make food that we could serve the baby later do the laundry. All this was so nice. But it was also just vital that we had somebody who could stay till seven o'clock. And the very few um, preschool options that were offered typically didn't go super late. It was just a great solution at that time. Now my husband and I both work from home. Now I have a larger staff. Just I want things to be different. And now Mark my words, this is truly the last time. Uh, So what I'm doing is I'm trying to bank a whole bunch of podcast episodes. That's right. Bring it back to what's important here. I'm trying to bank a whole bunch of podcast episodes. I'm trying to get a whole bunch of work done in advance so that I can really take off and have the relaxing time that I'm hoping for rather than podcasting with you while my newborn daughter is laying over there on the day bed. That will probably happen. Uh, But... I want to get ahead of it as much as possible. 
which means that I need your help. Yes, I need your help. I need more questions in the mailbag because if I'm going to do two or three months of episodes in advance so you have fresh content while I am off the airwaves feeling not so fresh, I'm not going to shower. I'm just going to lay around in my PJs and take care of a newborn for three months. If I'm able to do that, then I want to make sure you're able to have something to listen to while you're washing your baby's bottles, making your kids dinner, walking your kids around in a stroller while you have your decadent maternity leave. But that means that I need content. I need questions. So guys, if you have a burning question right now and you've been hesitant to write, if you can foresee a question in the future, if you have a seasonal holiday question, if you have a New Year's question, Halloween question, fall is right around the corner, uh, send them my way because I need to be recording this stuff in advance. And if I don't have questions, I don't have content, and then you don't have new episodes while I'm away. And that's, that's not okay, guys. As a podcast fanatic, I am devastated when my podcasts take off. I'm like lost. Uh, and I don't want you to feel that way. So give me questions. Go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast and send in your questions so I can start banking those eps. The other thing I'm doing to prepare for some time away while not losing sight of my goals, while not, um, you know, letting things slip by, is that I'm writing this book, right? You guys have heard me say that I'm digging into my actual diaries. It's the first time I've ever, here, let's see, I have one right here. It's the first time I've ever read my diaries. I've been keeping a diary since I was seven. Uh, and... I typically, well, not typically, I've never gone back and read them. I seal them with a lock. For those of you looking on YouTube, you can see that I have a lock that I had to, this one I had to cut off because I forgot the passcode. Anyway, um, and I've labeled them all with dates, but I've never actually read what's inside. And as you can see from these little blue flags, there's a lot of content. And the chapter that I'm currently working on is, I think, perhaps the juiciest one in this book. I'm saving some juicy ones in case you guys want a sequel, because there's a lot of juicy stories with thousands of clients in New York City. Uh, there is not a... Um, I've had a lot of interesting moments, a lot of interesting moments. So anyway, I'm going to be revealing a lot of them in my upcoming book. And I'm starting with a chapter that's really interesting, really got a lot of twists and turns. Those of you who've been listening to the podcast for years know what I'm talking about. I am talking about the billionaire, the billionaire client that I had who um, was a huge celebrity crush of mine that I was just so excited to work for. It was a dream come true. I had unlimited budget with no approval. I mean, it was um, seriously a fantasy. I got to design my own furniture line. I got to um, use high-end furnishings. I had carte blanche. It was very exciting and also terrifying. And for those of you who listen to subsequent episodes, you know what happened, but I've never revealed every single thing that happened. And uh, so I've been taking a writing workshop 
because I'm an interior designer. I'm not really a writer. I mean, the last book I wrote was more of a tutorial. And this book, I really want to be like an entertaining beach read that you just can't put down. Uh, So you kind of have to be a good writer to captivate people in that way. So I'm trying to translate um, my diary, which was really just meant for me, into uh, words and kind of compelling anecdotes. And it's so funny because when you're writing in a diary, you guys probably know, oh gosh, I even put little things in my diaries, um, little mementos. But anyway, as you're writing a diary, you're not thinking about it as a book. I wasn't. And you're kind of thinking about it in stolen moments mixed with other things. I just write really stream of conscious. I'm not trying to get a plot out there. So it's like all these threads on different pages of the experiences moving in on me. And I would say it's not the most traumatic experience of my career, but it's the second most traumatic experience in my career. I will tell my first most traumatic experience in the first chapter. Um, So yeah, guys, uh, it's been a real experience for those of you who listen to country music. Uh, I love Randy Travis's Digging Up Bones song, and this has been Digging Up Bones. Too many things that were better left alone because I'm really um, sort of re-traumatizing myself as I'm writing this. I've been spending, I'm like 30 pages in. And it's taken me eight sessions of a writing workshop to get this thing done for this particular story. And when I started, I was so excited, just like I was in the process of designing for him. So excited, so buoyant, so full of ideas, so um, unable to stop writing. And there was such a joie de vivre in not only the process of writing it, but also um just the process of anticipating writing it. But as I've gone along and as the story has taken its very dark turns, uh, I've noticed that I'm having a lot less fun writing it and it's become a slog. And now that I'm at the very end, it's downright painful. I'm digging up like not only the things in my diary, but old emails, old exchanges and, um, The wounds are like as fresh, maybe not as fresh, but very fresh. Um, So anyway, that's what I'm up to. I'm I'm digging up bones. I'm digging in the past. I've been feeling nostalgic for a couple years now and not really knowing why. So it's been really fun to put all this nostalgic energy into a project that I think is going to be really good because I have in class... We have to write 1,500 words a session. So then you read it aloud in class. So I'll write 1,500 words that week. I'll take it to class. We'll read it aloud. And then you leave. And so I've tried to make every 1,500 words so exciting for the other people in the class. They're like, oh my gosh, we got to come back next week. We got to figure out what happens because that's how I want my readers on the beach to feel. And even you guys who may know what happens from listening to my podcast, I want you to um, hear even more because I get into it, get into it. I'm going to use an alias, even though you can easily find out who I'm talking about from my website because I did a commercial with him that's on there. But I'm going to use an alias and other things to keep it very um, anonymous because I'm going to get into it. Like I'm going to air all the dirty laundry and more. 
so that's what's going on in my world. Uh, but there you go. So um, stay tuned because I'll have the first three chapters of my query letter done by the time this baby pops out. And hopefully I'll have a book deal and be writing the remaining seven chapters for you guys for next summer, the summer after. We all need a good beach read. And I think this one's going to be a page turner. All right, everybody. Speaking of fascinating tales, let's dig into the mailbag because you guys sent me some great questions and I know you're going to send me so many more. AffordableInteriorDesign.com slash podcast. Fill out the form. Give me your questions so I can create tons of content and maybe even have more stories for my book. All right, here we go. Penny is writing me all the way from the UK. She says, Betsy, I love listening to your podcast. I've discovered it recently and I've almost caught up with all the older episodes. They've really inspired me. My question is how to freshen up my small downstairs shower room without changing the floors or the tiles. The bathroom is off the hallway. We are hoping to renovate it at some point in the future, but it's not in the plans for now. For the rest of the house, we've gone for a Scandi style, so I'm keen to continue with that. I would like the bathroom to feel clean and fresh. I was thinking of maybe changing the mirror. Some plants? Looking forward to your suggestions. Thank you. Okay, so we're looking to freshen, brighten, make more inviting this bathroom without doing any renovation, it sounds like. Now, this bathroom has floor-to-ceiling tile with a small banded border in the middle, like maybe two inches high, that has variations of like a sage green to an emerald green to like a sea foam. So kind of an ombre repeat around the middle of the bathroom. And then at the top, it has a really skinny, maybe half-inch border that looks like it's just that darker emerald. It has a glass shower. It has a white toilet, a white sink. Uh, One thing that I think would make a huge difference is right now it has a tiny circular mirror. By tiny, I'm thinking this is like 16 inches in diameter. Tiny circular mirror floating above the basin. And I think it's ill-fitting. And I think you have to be just the right height to actually see yourself while you brush your teeth or apply your makeup. And for me, that's just not working. So I think you need a much larger mirror because you also have a storage cabinet above the toilet and it's quite small as well, maybe 12 to 14 inches wide by 16 to 20 inches high. And the two things are kind of these floating small pieces above these white anchor pieces on the floor. And for me, it's redundant. It's not interesting. um, It's visually cluttered. So I would do a nice big mirror above the basin. I'm thinking like 18 by 36, something like that. Uh, that way people of all shapes and sizes can see themselves while they brush their teeth or apply their mascara. Do you really need this tiny storage cabinet? Because it's just not working for me. You have like a hymnus storage piece across from the toilet. Um, so I would think about maybe utilizing that better or doing a taller piece there. I could see doing a taller piece there next to the towel warmer. That's like a true cabinet if you have room for that because I think you'll get a lot more storage space for your buck 
And then I would eliminate that little tiny cabinet above the toilet, which just looks like clutter. Uh, in terms of this artwork, it feels so random to introduce this piece of art that has a lot of red and pink with a white border and a black frame. It really doesn't go with the color scheme you've got going in here with the greens, nor does this blue bath mat or kind of faded maroon hand towel. So I'm thinking that you're really at a loss for the color palette in here. And I would, first of all, have it revolve around the greens. Now, in a bathroom, it can be nice to have a 60-30-10 or a piece of art that has the color palette. But you're not going to have a lot of opportunity for artwork if you do the tall cabinet I'm recommending, which will give you a ton more storage and just make more sense visually. It'll also help to distribute the weight in the room because right now the shower, the vanity, and the toilet are all on one side and you only have the towel warmer on the door and the door, excuse me, on the other side. So we really need that taller cabinet to add some balance here. But um, I would just lean in to the ombre greens and pick a tone that's lighter to medium. I don't ever do a dark tone like the emerald because you can see every hair, every piece of lint. So I wouldn't be using that for the towels or the bath mat. But I could see like the sea foam or the lighter teal being a great option for that. And then maybe we just forego art because we have fully tiled walls and, you know, we don't want to drill into the tile and using 3M strips can be very hit or miss in an area that has humidity. And once I get that tall cabinet, I'm good there. And then, yeah, I think I've solved all your problems. Also, reconsider the wastebasket that is a shade of turquoise that really doesn't go with the green ombre. So, you know, when you're playing with a color palette that has shades of one tone, which is kind of this emerald that fades down to a very light sea foam. You need to stay quite literal with that. And this shocking turquoise trash can is obviously not one of those shades, right? So it doesn't go. It's clashing. I would rather see you do a neutral, like maybe a gray, because we have so much white in here with the white cabinet, the white tiles, the white toilet, the white bathroom sink, that too much white is like white on white on white and nothing looks truly white because of course they're not all going to match. They're all going to be various degrees and shades of white. Uh, so adding one more shade of white just wouldn't be my jam. I would go gray or you could go black. There we go. I've solved all your problems. We've made it so wonderful. Penny, wasn't that easy? Wasn't that easy, clean and fresh? And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. 
And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. My next question comes all the way from Narragansett, Rhode Island. Oh my gosh, that's so heartwarming. It's so heartwarming, especially in July. Jen, thank you for writing me. You know, my family, after spending two weeks in Rhode Island last year when we were living out of our car, you know, when I say living out of our car, we were going from hotel to hotel in our car, but it felt like we were living out of our car because we'd just keep all of our stuff pretty much in the car besides what we needed to sleep. We had like beach stuff and we had a lot of stuff from our move in the car. So we were nomads. So this year when I asked the kids where they wanted to go for vacation, they were like anywhere but Rhode Island because they have bad connotations of like being displaced from their home and floating around Rhode Island for weeks. But I always, always have good memories of Rhode Island and it's such a special magical place and I'm sad that we're not going there this year. So it's really wonderful to get a little, little postcard from one of my favorite places on the planet. You write, hi Betsy, I have recently discovered your podcast and I've learned some great tips. There's so much to think about and you really offer some great advice. My question is this. We recently renovated a home that we have on the coast in Narragansett, Rhode Island. It's a very small home and we are making the most of the space that we have. We came from a large three-story colonial down to a 1,600 square foot ranch. I'm having some difficulty in the back family room. Some of the items in the pictures are new, particularly the rug and the recliners, which I absolutely love. But the piece under the TV as well – oh, also the piece under the TV as well as the TV. So all those are good pieces. Got it, Jen. Like all husbands, they feel they need to have the TVs big. The window blinds are new and I selected the paint color as I like the cool coastal feel. I guess I would call my style coastal comfort. I don't know though. Maybe you could help me with that. I love the colors in the rug, but I am struggling to pull everything together. I think the brown couch is throwing me off and I would eventually like to replace it. Any thoughts on that? What other pieces in this room do you think should be replaced and with what? Any ideas on how to decorate the walls? Any drapes or color needed around the sliding door? I threw in a picture of two mirrors that I saved from my previous home and I'm trying to decide whether or not they could work in this room. But are they too modern looking? Thank you so much for any advice you could offer. Well, Jen, it is always so fun to be decorating in Rhode Island, especially decorating sort of in a beachy coastal style. Now, if you wouldn't have told me that this was Rhode Island, if you wouldn't have told me that your style was beachy and coastal, I don't think I would have gotten it from this particular room. Uh, I definitely think that the brown couch, which is kind of like a mushroom brown, it's not like a chocolate brown. I think the brown couch is taking me in a direction that does feel less beachy and feels a little bit more lake housey um, because the rug, which has like a kind of rusty oranges, a little bit of yellow ochre, some lighter blue, some navy, some grays, a little bit of off-white. I really like it, but it doesn't necessarily read beach. When I think beach, I think kind of brighter, livelier, and these are a little bit um, 
shaded and a little bit moody. So you're going to want to pop the ones that do evoke beach, which would be the lighter blues and probably the navies. And then, you know, I would take the lighter shade of this orange, which could maybe almost be coral, which is definitely a beachy color. So if we were using for our color palette derived from this rug, the light blue, the navy, and that coral, wow, I think we could really start to make this a beachy statement, especially because the recliners are so dark, the couch is so dark, um, this room is starting to feel dark. So uh, yeah, this is going to be a big help. So let's start by changing out that couch, ideally for something cream, as long as this isn't going to be a beach rental, I think that'd be a good idea. Now, I love the fact that you sent me these mirrors, which are circular kind of starburst mirrors that appear to be like a champagne silver, but I can't really tell the size. If I were to take it off of the measurement of the couch seat height, because they're leaning on the couch, I would think that they're about 20 to 24 inches in diameter. So they're big enough to make a statement but not big enough to drive any palette or anything. Uh, so if you choose to use them in this room, I'm totally fine with that because we have other silvers with the brushed nickel ceiling fan and the rods, even though that drapery rod is way too skinny. I hate any rod that's under one inch in diameter, but I just don't think that they're going to be a major player in this room. So um, I wouldn't really worry about it. Uh, I think you're going to need some artwork basically. But I would change out the couch and I like the pillows that are the light blue and the ivory, but I think that the throw blanket that's kind of taking us into the rustier version of the orange versus the coral version of the orange is a bit of a downer. And I think we need to put a lumbar pillow or a throw blanket on these big chunky navy recliners so that they feel less um, dark. Yeah. And then you have a table lamp on these tables. Now, I like the sort of um, beachy vibe of the tables, even though it's obvious that the coffee table, the end table, and maybe even the TV console are a set. It's kind of an ivory painted wood on the bottom with a slatted mid-tone wood on the top. Um, but this lamp appears to be a shade of teal or something that's not found in our inspiration piece, which in this room currently is the rug. So for me, this lamp sticks out like a sore thumb. And while it does feel like the beachiest thing in the room, because it's kind of that lighter, more cheerful shade of blue, it really is not going. So I would eliminate it and maybe do like a seated glass because that's a very beachy texture. I think if we're going to be doing these dark type lake house colors, even though I'm trying to get you out of that, obviously, um, then we need to bring in some beachy textures. So I could see bringing in some rope uh, in terms of maybe a cool floor lamp. I could see bringing in some of that seated glass in terms of that cool table lamp. I could see, you know, I'm like open to shells when we are in a beachy area. I, I am open to shells. So I love like a mirror that's got an oyster frame or like a big chandelier that's made of capiz um, or even a tray that's capiz. There's lots of different ways we could go here, but I think incorporating some beachy textures, especially because we don't have much wall space, could be really cool. 
and you know, I don't know how I feel about a lot of drapes. You have a lot of windows in here and I really love them. You've got shades on them, which I think are looking really sharp. And the one window that does have that very flimsy rod, you know, those kind of cream off-white drapes are really not doing anything. They look sad, frankly. And they're just on that one window, or is it a slider? I'm not sure. And the other windows are all empty, uh, just with the blinds, no drapes. So I think I could be down with this room just not having the drape. But then, you know, the window behind the couch is kind of narrow at maybe three feet and you have this very chunky sectional. I might flank that window with two pieces of art. We have so many rectilinear shapes that are vertical in this room with all of these beautiful windows and doors that I would think about doing maybe two squares, like a diptych, piece one and piece two on either side of that window that bring in the colors that are reiterated in the rug so that we're reinforcing that color palette. Jen, it's so easy to solve all your problems. And um, I'm so excited for you and your new place on Narragansett. And yeah, I'm going to live vicariously through your beach experience. This year, we are going to do something fun. So I have planned a vacation for us. It's no Rhode Island, but we're going to Cape Cod. It's my very first time on Cape Cod. Uh, I booked it very last minute. And so we'll just see. Because <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to feel. Does it? pregnant lady want to be on the beach at eight months pregnant, like in August? I don't know. I did purchase the last minute cancellation package. So we do have an out. Uh, but while I'm on the beach in Cape Cod, my heart will be in Narragansett. That's for sure. All right, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful summer. I hope that you're getting to go somewhere beachy. Uh, and if you do have questions about your beach house or your lake house or your ski lodge, because bear in mind, I'm banking a lot of episodes for all upcoming seasons. You just send them in to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Thanks so much, everyone. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, 
to Aton and the MDCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.